following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This is the Full Court Press Podcast, covering high school sports all across Sumner County. Now, here's your host, Zach Womble. Hey, everybody. When you see the hoop, you know what time it is. Welcome into another edition of the Full Court Press Podcast. As JP said, I am your host, Zach Womble. And in this episode, we have so much to dive into. But first, as always, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast wherever you may be listening. It helps me out so much. We are nearing 600 all-time downloads, and I could not be more grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who tune in and listen each and every week. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP and the show on Twitter at FCP underscore MSP. Go ahead and turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. As I mentioned at the start of the show, only a few episodes remaining for the Full Court Press podcast as I get set to transition into spring sports. But before we do that, let's have a little fun um, and tip things off this week talking about what else? March Madness, baby. You know it. I'm sure you have filled out your bracket just like I have. You've got your Cinderella's picked. You've got your Final Four selected. And, of course, you got your national champion picked at your hopes at winning probably money, whether you're doing it on Yahoo, ESPN, whatever. In fact, we have a Main Street Preps bracket. If you want to jump in and fill out that, head on over to our Twitter account at Main Street Preps, and you can find that on the link below, and you can jump in and battle it out with all the sports editors and sports reporters across the county see if you know more than we do. You probably do, but like I said, if you want to jump in on that, just head on over to our Twitter account, and you can find that. So, as I mentioned, let's talk about March Madness. It obviously tipped off on Monday. We're recording this show on Tuesday, tipped off last night with the first couple play-in games. Of course, you had Texas Southern versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi with Texas Southern coming out on top, and then Indiana taking down Wyoming in the games uh, in the second game. The other uh, play-in games will tip off tonight as well with Wright State versus Bryant and Rutgers versus Notre Dame. So who do I have moving on? Let's look immediately to the Gonzaga region, which is which is the West region. This is actually, I think, one of the more difficult regions in the entire bracket. But I do think you pretty much have all chalk um, leading leading through it. Although I do think Alabama, as the sixth seed, has the biggest opportunity to get upset along the way. I just don't think they're playing great basketball at this time of the year. And you know, a six versus eleven, you see elevens win all the time. So I think they probably stand the biggest chance of getting upset. But again, I do think it's all chalk uh, moving forward. And instead of going through all of the games, all of the all of the matchups, I'll just give you my Sweet 16, my Elite Eight, and my Final Four rep for each bracket. On the Sweet 16 side, I've got the Zags versus Arkansas. A lot of people think Arkansas may not make it, but I am actually a big believer in the Razorbacks. They played great basketball all throughout the season, and I think it continues on through the tournament. So I've got Gonzaga playing Arkansas in the Sweet 16. And in fact, I've got Arkansas upsetting the Zags. The Zags, of course, being the number one team all throughout the year, earning the top seed in the tournament. But they're a different team away from home. And and again, I think Arkansas is a little bit under the radar, which you're thinking they're a four seed. How are they under the radar? I still think I I still think people are overlooking them. They're immediately riding the Zags into into the Final Four, into the, the championship. And that very well may be true. But I've decided to roll with Arkansas, so if you don't like it, oh well. 
Um, and actually, facing Arkansas in the Elite Eight, I've got Texas Tech. Chris Beard has done a wonderful job at Texas Tech, and I think they continue to win. They get through uh, their side of the bracket, whether that be Michigan State or Duke or, or whomever. Um, and so I, I've got Arkansas versus Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. And I've actually got Arkansas moving on to the Final Four to represent the west side of the bracket. Moving on to the Baylor side of the bracket, I think this is the bracket where you find a couple upsets along the way. Initially, I like Marquette over UNC. And while I'm not an upset in round one, I think Murray State has the chance to make the most noise in this bracket. And to be honest with you, I am absolutely salivating at the thought of Murray State playing Kentucky in round two, the battle of the big blue mist versus the little blue mist. And I'm not picking Kentucky. Are you kidding me? I'm picking Murray State to move on and get to that side and get through that bracket or get, excuse me, get through that matchup. But in the sweet 16 of that bracket, I've got Baylor versus St. Mary's St. Mary's of course is waiting on to see who they play uh, from the playing game, but it doesn't matter. I've got Baylor versus Purdue in the elite eight and Purdue. They've played great, great basketball this year. I think big 10 over big 12. So give me Purdue to represent the Midwest bracket. Moving on to the South bracket where your Tennessee volunteers are going to be playing the Arizona bracket. Of course, you know, I was looking at who could make or break, who could really make a run as a Cinderella. David John Baptiste from UTC obviously beat Furman in the SoCon championship to send the fighting mocks to the tournament. And I think they carry that momentum all the way through. I think they upset Illinois and Houston along the way. I've made that I've made that prediction known publicly, and I've gotten a couple side eyes because I know Illinois is playing great basketball, Houston playing great basketball, but I think the momentum of the 40-footer to send them to the big dance, I think carries them all throughout the first two matchups. And in the Sweet 16, I've got Tennessee versus Villanova in a rematch from November, a game that which Villanova won, and a game that obviously uh, helped push Tennessee to the three-seed, according to Joe Lenardi, because that game actually mattered more than head-to-head games against Kentucky or Auburn or uh, Arizona. So, you know, Obviously, head-to-head doesn't doesn't matter. The last week in March doesn't matter. Conference tournaments doesn't matter. But really what matters is what happens in November, according to Joe Lenardi, of course. I'm not going to be too upset about it because at the end of the day, whether you're a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, a 16 seed, you've got to win your games in front of you. You've got you've to win six games to cut down the nets. And you know what? Tennessee – They're going to take that opportunity. Longwood, you're up first. You're enemy number one. As I mentioned, Tennessee versus Villanova in the Sweet 16 of that side of the bracket. I think moving on to the Elite Eight is Tennessee versus Arizona. Part two, and Arizona missing their point guard for the tournament, I think is actually going to hurt them greatly. See, in tournament basketball, it's all about your guard play and how well they play. And that's why, why, you know, I am a Tennessee fan. Everybody knows this. But subjectively, I really think their guards are playing at a high level right now, whether that's Ziggy, whether that's Vescovi, whether that's Kennedy Chandler, JJJ, whoever. I think they're all playing great, great basketball, and which is why I think they have a legitimate chance to represent the South bracket, get to the Final Four for the first time in school history, and give themselves a chance at cutting down the nets. Now, the Kansas region, the region that would match up with Tennessee, uh, is tough. I think Providence has a chance to make a run at the Sweet 16, although I I will say that South Dakota State is 
is I think a very favorable or excuse me is a great choice to make a run as a as a, as a Cinderella. Um, but still, I, I've marked down Providence already, so I, I'm keeping them locked in as making a run at the Sweet 16. Um, but my big my big surprise in this side of the bracket is Toothpaste Academy. That's right, Colgate takes down Wisconsin in round one for the big upset, and then takes down LSU in in the round of 32 to get to the Sweet 16. LSU, they're going through turmoil right now. Will Wade just got fired this past Saturday. So I think once they get past Wisconsin, it will it will be nothing to them to get past LSU in the round of 32, assuming that they can get past Oregon State, which I do think they can do. Um, but Wisconsin, a bit overrated in my opinion. I, I mean, it just is what it is. I'm sorry. The fighting Big Dan Cats is – I don't think they have what it takes to get it done in the big dance. And I think Colgate comes out with the shooters and they get it done for the Cinderella story. And in the sweet 16, I've got Kansas versus Iowa. And then I've got Iowa actually moving on from Kansas to face who else? Colgate Colgate in the elite eight. You heard it here first, Iowa versus Colgate. And then the final four wrap, I think the Cinderella slipper falls off and Iowa moves on to the final four setting up who else? Tennessee versus Iowa and Arkansas versus Purdue. And listen, time is a flat circle, everyone. Tennessee beats Iowa in football, basketball, lacrosse, tennis, ping pong, you name it. That's just what they do, okay? The big the big corn, they can't do anything with the team from down south. So I've actually got Tennessee moving on for more than just fan reasons. Again, like I said, I think they have great guard play. I do think they may struggle maybe in, in the low post, but – you know what? I've got to believe that big Fulky, John Fulkerson, can help carry the load in his 18th year at the University of Tennessee. Just kidding, of course. He's only been there for six years, but it feels like 18 at this point. A lot of jokes were made that he was actually a freshman on the 1979 team that won the last uh, SEC tournament championship for Tennessee. I hear him, and he's been a, he has been around for a long, long time. And uh, I do think the momentum from an SEC tournament championship will carry will carry the Vols into the, the the national championship game where they will face Purdue, who will take down Arkansas. Arkansas. I initially had Arkansas in the national championship game, but I thought, you know what, Purdue is playing great basketball at this time of the year, and I think Tennessee versus Purdue in the in the championship, Tennessee gets revenge for 2019 and takes down the Boilermakers for their first ever men's national championship. I've got Tennessee a little bit of a homer pick, but on, I honestly believe they have the guards to get it done. And in March Madness, when the when when tournament basketball slows down, you need great guard play, and that's exactly what the volunteers have. So a little bit of fan, but also a little bit of logical as well. I think Tennessee brings it home, and I've seen a lot of jokes out there. Oh, Tennessee thinks they're a basketball school. Newsflash. Tennessee has always been a basketball school. With eight national championships in your closet, you're a basketball school. And, hey, be careful. I don't uh, – hey, women's, men, it doesn't matter. There's, there's, You're not distinguishing between the two. Okay, they've got eight natties in their closets. So they've always been a basketball school. They add a ninth. They're first from, the first for the men's. Again, Tennessee taking down Purdue for the national championship. You heard it here first. Last but not least, let's hit on Beach versus Bartlett. I know I've, I've, I've talked about this at nauseum. You've heard my spiel. You've heard my take. You've heard that I think Bartlett is going to take down Beach. 
And you know what? You look at their record, 32-6, and and you're like, how good are they? How good is Bartlett? Well, let me just tell you this. Outside of a 62-58 win over Memphis Overton in the region quarterfinals, they're averaging about 75, 76 points per game, and they look unstoppable. Of their six losses, five have come to out-of-state teams in big tournaments such as the Kingdom of the Sun in Florida, the Battle in the Bluff in Memphis to an Arizona team by 20, the Barry Pruitt Hurricane Classic in Arkansas, and the Memphis Hardwood Classic, of course, being in Memphis, losing to a Canada team and a Kansas team. Their only in-state loss this year was to, to Division II AA state champ Christian Brothers, who finished the year, wait for it, 28-0. 28-0. So no one beat Christian Brothers. And Division II AA is regarded as maybe the toughest division of any boys basketball in the state of Tennessee. So not only is this Bartlett team a well-oiled machine offensively and defensively, but they have gone up against a test that no one outside of Kane Ridge has seen. If you look at Kane Ridge's schedule, they played pretty much the exact same schedule, exact same tournaments, which is why I think they're the two best teams in the state of in the state of Tennessee for class 4A. Just an absolute brutal draw for Beach, but honestly, there's no real great draw in class 4A. I mean, if you look top to bottom, Car- uh, Coffee County, Dobbins Bennett, Bartlett, Beach, Cane Ridge, Bearden, Clarksville, Lebanon, I mean, they're all great teams. And I think day one on Wednesday, which is which is today, we're recording on Wednesday, so you're going to get this podcast a day after the first round of games are played. But, I mean, I'm so I'm going up for the 215 game against against Bartlett for Beach, obviously. But I'm I'm staying in Murfreesboro just so I can see Cane Ridge versus Bearden. And then I'm staying for the late game so I can see Lebanon versus Clarksville. I mean, listen, Brandon Miller, you're not going to – if you've got a chance to see this kid play, and I've only had a chance to see him play one time, and that was his junior year. And I walked away thinking that was the best high school basketball player I, I'd ever seen and thinking that if there was no such thing as a one-and-done rule, he would go straight to the NBA. He is he is that good. I mean, if you can't make it to Murfreesboro, I'll say this. It only it costs $10 for an NFHS uh, video subscription. He's worth the $10 just to watch it on online. I'm, I'm not even joking. He is incredible. And as a Tennessee fan, it pains me to know that he's going to Alabama next year and will probably give the Vols fits both times they play. Um, if they play in the tournament championship, he'll give them fits. I mean, he is – remarkable he is so so good and I am very much looking forward to him playing seeing him play um but again I, I do think Bartlett comes out on top of Beach and listen I think Beach is going to finish the year 34 and 2 and it's going to be a sour note on just their season as a whole but you know what when you tie the county record the Sumner County record for most wins in a season you break your school record for most most consecutive wins in a season at 33. It's going to be tough, but there's nothing really to hang your head about, in my opinion. Listen, only one team is going to be happy come Saturday, and that's going to be the team that cuts down the nets. Do you think the team that that makes it to the semifinals and loses or makes it to the championship game and loses is going to be happy? No, they're not. Only one team is going to be is going to be happy. And I've said all season long that I think Kane Ridge is the team to beat. But after going through Bartlett's schedule, I mean, my goodness, it's hard to pick against them. I mean, but – for the state, for the sake of consistency, for the sake of sticking to my word, I am going to stick with Kane Ridge, Brandon Miller, 
with cutting down the nets. But I think that Bartlett versus Cane Ridge championship game is going to be worth the price of admission alone. I think the best game of the day, though, in round one is going to be Clarksville versus Lebanon. Jared Hall versus J.J. Wheat. If you don't know who those players are, let me just educate you a little bit. Jared Hall is a junior, and you do this, and you put a dartboard up, and you just put a list of schools. You just put a list of schools, of power five schools, Kansas, Duke, Tennessee, Florida, you name it. You close your eyes, and you throw a dart at it. And wherever it lands, that school wants him. I promise you that. Now, Duke and North Carolina are, the I think, the only two Blue Bloods, if you will, that haven't offered um, Jared Hall yet, but I do think it's coming. Uh, again, he's only a junior, but he's spectacular. And And sidebar here, is Duke really a Blue Blood? I mean, outside of the Coach K era – they weren't really anything. So are they a blue blood simply because of Coach K? Maybe. But that may be a conversation for another day. All I'm saying is he's got offers from you name it, and he's going to end up wherever he wants to. And J.J. Wheat, I think I mentioned this maybe last week, he is a little bit of an undersized guard. He's maybe 5'9", five 5'10". Five and so I think that's a that's a reason why a lot of teams are just kind of shying away from him. But if Austin P doesn't offer him – they're dumb. I mean, plain and simple, they're dumb. And if MTSU lets J.J. Wheat go, get off their campus this week without offering him, they're dumb because he may be 5'10", 5'11", on a good day, but here's the here's what he can do. Put the ball in the basket, lead a team, and win. And last time I checked, those are the only things that matter. Height doesn't matter the last time, the last time I checked. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is all of three foot eleven, and he's getting buckets in the National Basketball Association. So I don't want to hear anything about height being the determining factor. Can you put the ball in the basket? Can you lead your team? Can you be a good teammate? And can you win basketball games? JJ Wheat checks all the boxes. So MTSU, Austin P. If you don't offer this guy, you're dumb. And you heard it here first. You're dumb if you don't offer him. So that's my spiel. That's my two cents. A loaded 4A field at the TWSAA Championships. I'm very much excited to get up there today to the Murphy Center, a.k.a. the Glass House, and see how it shakes out. And I'll say this. If Beach can somehow pull off the upset over Bartlett, they may cut down the nets and win it all, to be honest with you. Because if they can beat this Bartlett team, they can beat any team. I mean, Bartlett is, like I just mentioned, they're out of their mind goods. And if somehow if Beach can win this game, because let's not forget, everybody. Beach at one point in the season was scoring 80, 90 points a game. Now, that has scaled back since the start of the new year, but they are very much capable of putting the ball in the basket, whether that's Eli Rice, whether that's Christian Shaw, whether that's Braden Brinkley, whether that's Andrew Page, or whomever, they can put the ball in the basket. Tyler Moore, don't want to leave him leave him out as well. Great, great point guard. So if they can get past Bartlett, they can get past anyone, but I do think it's Bartlett moving on to play Kane Ridge for the Class 4A Championship, and I think it's Brandon Miller cutting down the nets for the Ravens. So that will do it for this week's episode of the Full Court Press. As a reminder, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast wherever you may be listening. You, of course, can follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP. The show on Twitter at FCP underscore MSP. You can view my work online at MainStreetPreps.com. I haven't got a name for my spring sports podcast yet, but be on the lookout. And if you got a good suggestion, I'm all ears. So until next time, let's see if I drain this week. Oh, nothing but net. Oh, I'll catch you next week. This has been the Full Court Press Podcast. 
with your host and sharpshooter Zach Womble covering high school sports all across Sumner County. Check him out online at MainStreetPreps.com. Full Court Press is a Main Street Media production.